0: This is a GRDC podcast. Hitting a six is every cricketer's objective and hitting a six should be top of mind for grain growers too but this six is all about weed control. G'day, I'm Chris Brown. So this is the big six. First, rotate crops and pastures. Also mix and rotate chemicals. Introduce crop competition double knock those weeds, stop the weeds from setting seed and practice some form of harvest weed control. The Big Six was a feature of a recent WeedSmart conference at Narrabri in northern New South Wales. Two of the speakers focused on crop competition, with some compelling evidence of how effective that can be in controlling weeds. So I gathered up Paul McIntosh, an agronomist with the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative, and farmer Chris Roach, who that morning had told us his harrowing story, and we climbed on the back of a ute in the car park to record this. This interview. So, uh, Paul, my take home message from your talk today was war crop gives you fewer weeds.
1: Tell me about that. That's true as an overall summation, Chris, there's no doubt about it, but there's a lot of things to go into that more crop business and that's where I was talking today about crop competition coming from reducing your row spacing, which has been a thing that has been very popular for the last five or seven years, been getting a lot of research data on it. So that's one method of more crop left weeds and, of course, the other one is increasing the number of plants in a square metre. So that's all very well, increasing plants in a square metre, of course, but in summertime with our sorghum and maize and sunflower crops and cotton crops... We don't want too many plants in a square metre. We need a set number of plants in a square metre and you've got to sort it out so that you can have as maximum amount of weed control as
0: you can from those crops. OK, well, we'll come back to that in a minute. Now, Chris, you farmed down Galagamon, is mm. that right?
2: That direction, yeah. Yeah, so south-east to Gala back towards Warren Bungles. Yeah. OK,
0: so you had some interesting experiences uh, in lessons learned. You thought you had got the golden goose back there a few years ago, but he laid an egg.
2: Yeah, yeah, we had a uh we had a simple rotation, a, a pulse zero rotation. We found a pulse that was making us a lot of money. Back in those days it was Albus Lupins. There was a period there where they were worth a lot of coin. Our soil was very suitable to them, so we did very well and we, we weren't using any grass pre emergence, we were just going with post emergence and they kept telling us we were gonna run run into a wall and we kept saying we don't care. We're just making a heap of money, so we'll, we'll enjoy that for the time being. And then, then we ran into the wall, we did care, and we realised we had to do something about it pretty quick. What was the wall made of? <clears throat> wall was actually made of, it was grass, it was oats and, and rye, yeah. All of a sudden, like that? So what happened, we'd had a few years we'd had what we call escapes. You know, you sort of think, oh, they're acceptable, but they're not quiet, and the crop would sort of semi-grow through them. And then and we had a uh, wet spring from memory, and uh, we must have had a big escape that year, quite a few, and then it was the following. It was the following that... It, it, it was nasty, yeah, it was nasty. There's a few blokes around me that sort of had had a similar issue, but, it, you know, it's one of those things. You, I had a sleepless night trying to work out how the heck I was going to sort it, and then within a couple of years I a plan together and everything was sorted. And You've still got to be able to... In our country, you've still got to be able to sow early. If you can't sow early, you don't make money. If you don't make money, you're not still a farmer.
0: So one of the solutions was to reduce your row spacings. How did that come about? How did you make that decision?
2: I'll focus on one paddock, but we had quite a few like it. We um, flicked it into roundup ready canola the first year, sowed it dry, and got two hits of glyphosate. And I forgot what a good job glyphosate did on on oats. Then was a late spring that year as well, so we had a uh, some late late germinators as well. Late crop got windrowed. They got dropped in the windrow and. That windrow got burnt. Then, yeah, the next year we, we were still on the wider rows with tramlines, and I remember having to walk those tramlines because um, we'd sprayed it with Group B, done a pretty good job, but hadn't done such a good job on the tramlines. So I walked that paddock, which I thought was bloody madness, swearing every second step that I was going to get rid of the tramlines, which I did. bought a disc planter then, narrowed everything up, and it's made a big difference. And, and kept the, that also, the disc planter has kept the seed on top of the ground which is really important for for oats and rye. Once you bury them, it's a long time before you get your numbers down.
0: So you using tines before that?
2: Yes, yes, we had a parallelogram tine planter.
0: Paul, just coming back to you in terms of row spacings, you put some figures up this morning on the screen about how effective reducing row spacings can be and reducing uh, the numbers of weeds. Can you give us a bit of an idea of just how successful that can be? Yeah, Chris, it's... it's Quite remarkable actually with
1: those row spacings when we sort of reduce them down from 100 to 75 to 50 down to 25 centimetres. Just about each time you go down in those row spacings you, you can really improve your weed control by about 20%. So it's it's not a, a set in cement thing can it depends on the weed spectrum but gee whiz is that reducing that row spacing absolutely definitely works on reducing... A, the biomass of the weeds that are produced and then seed numbers that have come out of those particular weed plants in those narrow rows is mightily reduced as well. So it's nothing uncommon to go from a metre row down to a 25 centimetre row as we saw with some of those figures there today with Feathertop and, and South Thistle to come down you know, 70% in numbers of seeds produced by those plants, those parent plants. So that's truly remarkable. And while they produce a lot of seed, those things, at least you've got 70% out the
0: road. Now, for the benefit of me and also people further south who may not be aware of the current state of play up here in the northern part of the northern region, what is a typical row spacing now for, say, a cereal crop? Oh, it's a mixed
1: bag. We started at 6 and 7 inches back in the the 60s, 70s and and even into the 80s and then we went out to uh, 10s and 13s and 15s and 16s and then we went out to 18s and 20s. So it's been very common over the last few years for an 18 and a 20 inch row, but we're slowly bringing them back in again so it just moves in and out i suppose with the stubble that we had that we were creating from our, our zero till we needed those wider spaces because we couldn't get planters through that the stubble that we we're creating so so it's a bit of a, a, a compromise i suppose with the road spacing but definitely they're coming back in definitely they're having a positive effect on reducing the number of weeds and the number of weed seeds being produced Is weed control driving that or is it something else agronomically? Oh look Kerry Mackenzie from DAF a friend of mine he's uh, done a lot of trial work he's been giving me a fair bit of uh, knowledge lately any change he gets about the increasing of yield they're getting, particularly for something like mung beans and chickpeas and the, the water use efficiency of those two crops, bringing them into narrow rows. So, yeah, wheat control is one thing, but uh, as Kerry keeps telling me, there's a lot of extra yield there in those two crops, Mac, he said, so get with
0: it. So, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm, I've <laughs> okay. taken the bait and I'm running with it. Yeah, fair enough. Chris, plant density, you made some changes there too, didn't you?
2: Yeah, sowing rates obviously gone up. District sowing rate average would probably be 45 kilograms to the hectare, roughly, of, of wheat just to talk in terms, and we sit sort of, oh, sitting closer to 70 nowadays. <coughs> just well, to, to take it back there, from 45 as a district
0: normal now, you you go closer to 70.
2: Yeah, 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 so that's pretty standard. Just trying to get more plants per square metre up, which is basically a quick canopy, and all the trial work's always saying that you're only going to grow more grain, you're not going to grow less, so don't don't worry about it. It's a cheap way of, of uh, doing it. But But having said all that, like, there's always advantages and disadvantages of doing things like it like if you narrow everything up and you and you get a wet year you've got all sudden you've got funguses you've got moulds you've got especially impulses i mean it it doesn't happen often but when it does it can really bite you in the bum but weeds for us are a massive issue and one in 10 or 12 or something if you if you get a chickpea problem where you've we've got some nasty moulds happening well you're pretty sure everyone's going to have that problem
0: how significant has the extra crop competition been in terms of controlling your weeds?
2: I think it makes a big difference, especially in a, in a better season, in a late spring, um, or in a good soft spring is probably a better way of putting it, in a soft spring where you get a lot of late germinators, it really gives them a kick in the guts. If you look at the view from the top and it's a thick canopy, the more important view is to, is to sort of pretend you're looking at it from underneath, give yourself a weeds view, and if the weed's not getting sunlight, it's it's going to really struggle, so why not be in that situation
0: We've talked about row spacings Paul what about plant populations? Chris has just talked about what he's done going from what uh, 45 district average up to around 70 is that the sort of move that has to happen as well? Yes, but it depends on the crop, Chris, and as
1: I said in the presentation, we don't particularly want a large number of grain sorghum plants or maize plants or sunflower plants, like 20 and 30 per square metre, because you just have no yield. All you'll end up with is a paddock of white leaf sort of stuff, because there's too many plants for that square metre of country. So we're particularly uh, concerned with our plant population in those summer crops, like sorghum, like maize, like sunflowers, and even cotton. And of course, those plants need to be evenly spread in that square meter so it's not a case of not having them all in one corner as far as wheat and barley goes yes you know we we've got away from that you know 30 and 40 and 50 plants per square meter planting in April the, the wheat or the barley we've got away from that and we're definitely going up so well over 50 getting close to 100 and maybe we need to go more than 100 to get over those bad weed situations and maybe it's a paddock by paddock call too maybe some paddocks can you've got weed free status so you don't have to go to the extremes of some of the plant populations in the narrow rows to control your
0: weeds. Just before we go, Chris, you mentioned a couple of times now that uh, you got rid of your tram lines.
2: Down our way, most people have sort of... They're still sowing on, the, on them, but they're just sowing them is probably a better way of putting it. So they're just a space for weeds to grow. If you're leaving that area bare, it is a, it's a space for weeds to grow and it's a, its an issue, big issue, because they set seed and then you they're all through the paddock. They run through the header and off, off they're gone. OK. All right, well, we'll leave it there for this topic. Uh, Paul McIntosh,
0: Chris Roche, uh, thank you very much for your time and thank you very much to the guy who owns this ute that we're sitting on
2: the back of. <laughs> okay. Good, thanks. thanks, Chris. Good on you. See you. bye Chris is a
0: farmer from Gillagambone in central west New South Wales and Paul is the Northern Extension Agronomist with the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative and Weed Smart. And my name is Chris Brown.